This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. Well, Iowa is Trump country. Welcome back to the Andrew Giuliani Show. As many of you guys have seen over the last day, uh, what an amazing Iowa caucus it has been for Donald J. Trump, uh, a man who set records in Iowa, two records in particular, the first Republican to get over 50% of the vote at the Iowa caucuses and absolutely shattering the most recent record of 12.8% margin of victory. His number right now is at about 30%, so over two and a half times the actual margin of victory record. Um, it's pretty obvious that Iowa is Trump country and that Trump is uh, really on a great path here to win the Republican nomination. Very impressive. I want to give you kind of my takes um, what I saw from Iowa, what I expect to see in New Hampshire here coming up in South Carolina, what everything that we saw on Iowa caucus night, how that leads to the rest of this primary, if it's still even a primary at this point. But uh, obviously, there are still candidates that have announced. We've had one candidate that has just stepped down in the last 24 hours, Vivek Ramaswamy, who um, I think ran a good race. Look, I would say he definitely made a few mistakes along the way, uh, had uh, kind of a 9-11 conspiracy that he kind of uh, in intimated, if you will, uh, and then, you know, talked about the aid to Israel. But aside from that, uh, which, look, no doubt there definitely are a couple things that I think he needs to work on, but for a guy who's 38 years old, who it's really his first dance in the political sphere, if you will, uh, I think he did a tremendous job, and I think he really ended up highlighting what much of the America First movement is about, the idea of populism and how the American people by not just Democrats, but by many Republicans as well, has been left behind by this ruling class over the last few decades. It's what Trump taps into so well and, and what the media likes to vilify him for. Uh, it's really him standing up for the American people. I think Vivek uh, overall did a, a really good job of orating that. I think he's got a, a bright future, not just in the party, but uh, I hope also in private business, too. You know, when, when people talk about, well, uh, I hope he comes in, serves our country. I think that's absolutely true as well, but I hope he also creates jobs because I'm a big believer uh, in private industry being the way to lead this country uh, through some of our tough times. So he's certainly somebody that uh, if he wants a job as a Trump cabinet member, uh, then I would hope if President Trump does in fact get elected as the 47th president that Vivek Ramaswamy is considered because uh, I think he did a fantastic job and I think he's somebody who a lot of people, frankly, um, were very impressed by how he was able to highlight many of the issues facing uh, Americans. So uh, kudos to Vivek. You might have had a few regrets, but then again, 
too few to mention. Uh, very well done. And now it's time to get on the trail with Donald Trump and try to help him uh, hopefully take down Joe Biden. As to the other two candidates not named Donald Trump that are still in this race, I guess technically there are a couple other ones, but um, Asa Hutchinson, I guess, I don't even know if he got 200 votes. I was looking at one point last night, it was like 160 votes. So I haven't checked to see if he cracked the 200 vote margin or not from Iowa. Um, but he's obviously irrelevant to say the least. Um, but the two other candidates that still are hanging on by uh, a thread, Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. Let's start with Ron DeSantis first, the guy who finished second in the Iowa caucuses. I think the next geez, 24 hours for Ron DeSantis is going to be so important for the future of his political career. And frankly, the future of the America First movement. I should say it'll be less important for the future of the America First movement, more important for Ron DeSantis' political career, because I don't think this decision will threaten what President Trump has built and what many of the people that believe uh, in this America First movement uh, they're not going to be moved by whether DeSantis decides to continue on with a flailing campaign at this point or whether he decides to actually go and endorse President Trump. But I do think for Ron DeSantis's um, political future, the next 24 hours is extremely important. If he decides to continue on through New Hampshire, through South Carolina, where I think he's going to get single digits in both places, um, his campaign is going to have uh, even less momentum than it has right now. You can argue that he has, uh, you know, if Trump has 95% of the momentum coming out of Iowa, then maybe DeSantis has, you know, 4% of the momentum. I wouldn't even say that. I'd say Trump probably has 98% of the momentum. And just the fact that some pundits were saying that DeSantis was going to finish third and that he finished a close second ahead of Haley. You could say that he has a, a slight bit of momentum because of that. But I see the DeSantis campaign celebrating the fact that Ron DeSantis punched his ticket out of Iowa. Ron, you've done a great job as governor of Florida. I'm not going to take that away from you. I know that there are some people uh, in Trump world that want to go after the job that you've done. I think you've done a, a very good job in Florida. I think the numbers prove that. But let's not jump up and down and celebrate second place finishes. And by the way, distant second place finishes. Uh, you could have doubled your number and you would have still lost by double digits to Donald Trey Trump. That's how bad it was. You ended up pouring, I think it was close to $300 million into Iowa. And there are 99 counties in Iowa, 99 of them. You want to know how many counties you won? You won zero of them. As a matter of fact, Donald Trump won 98 out of 99 counties in the state of Iowa. And I think he only lost the one county. I think it was Johnson County, if I'm not mistaken, in Iowa uh, by dozens of votes or so to Nikki Haley. It wasn't by much. So uh, really uh, a tremendous job all across the board, not just with the um, popular Iowa vote, if you will, also by the uh, electoral county by county vote, uh, to use an analogy to uh, our electoral college nationally. Uh, but now it's very important for Ron DeSantis to decide whether or not uh, he decides to uh, stop spending money attacking who appears to be uh, our Republican nominee, Donald Trump, and somebody who I think he shares many of the same viewpoints with, um, or if he's going to try to 
uh, continue to play spoiler and spend more money uh, hurting who I think it's apparent is going to be the Republican nominee. In a year, 2024, that's going to be so important to the future of Western civilization, to the future of this American experiment as we approach our 250th birthday here in a few short years. Um, it's very important for Ron DeSantis to make that decision right now. Is he going to be somebody who's going to try to play spoiler over the next couple of weeks where it becomes uh, completely apparent to even the most biased eyes that he has nothing to gain but maybe an occasional delegate here or there in this state or that? Or is he somebody who's going to swallow his pride, who's going to say, I ran hard, I've got a state that I need to run, and most importantly, I've got the 45th president that I need to elect as the 47th president because that's the best future for my country. That's the best future for his children. And uh, that's what's at stake here over the next few days for Ron DeSantis. I think it's a very big difference if Ron DeSantis drops out in the coming few days before New Hampshire, or if he waits until after New Hampshire or after South Carolina, where he would just try to do more damage. I think damage it's damage that's not sticking. You can look at President Trump's numbers, his approval rating, they're through the roof. Um, but he is trying to do damage. He is spending money against him instead of actually redirecting that money to where it should go right now, which is... Uh, to fighting against Joe Biden. Enough of the internal fighting at this point. Look, as a candidate, I had to do this myself, right? I It became apparent uh, on the eve of my primary election that I was not going to be the Republican nominee. And the options were to wait and see uh, if I was going to, you know, be single digits down or whether it was going to continue to be double digits down. Uh, but it became apparent on that night that I wasn't going to be the choice of New Yorkers to go uh, and represent the Republican Party against Kathy Hochul. Um, I realized for the future of my state and the future of my country, it was important to go and support immediately the Republican nominee. That was Lee Zeldin. Uh, and I think he ran a good campaign. It came close, and you could say that a lot of that unity ended up leading to uh, a few congressional seats in Long Island, in the Hudson Valley, that ended up turning the House for Republicans. So you don't know how uh, the snowball effect ends up when it ends up rolling downhill like that. Very important for Ron DeSantis to make his decision now and decide what he's going to end up doing. Again, good record in Florida. He's an America first candidate. Uh, he needs to learn how to communicate. I think that's one of the things that when he's honest with himself, Ron needs to figure out how he's going to be a little more relatable with people. Uh, I talk about the popularity contest of elections, not just presidential elections, true in mayoral city council elections in some ways, even more because you go on the ground and People know you in a much more intimate way than they may know you if you're running for president. Think about how many people that are watching this has actually met Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump in person. I've had the opportunity to do both because I've worked in that world. And what I can tell you is you can see a very, very real difference between Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis when you talk to them in person. Donald Trump is one of the most charming people that you'll ever meet, not just in politics, but uh in any walk of life. Ron DeSantis, he 
struggles. He's awkward. Um, I've seen this with his speeches. He will lose the crowd. The content is very good. It's very interesting. But even somebody like myself who gets into the content of these speeches, who realizes that the devil is in the details, um, I sometimes find it tough to follow because uh, he's just extremely dry. That's something, believe it or not, some of that is God-given. But a lot of that you can actually work on. And I go back to uh, the stories that I were told of Roger Ailes and my father between 89 and 93. Now, I wasn't in the room at this point. I was four, five, six years old um, at the time. But I do remember Roger very well being uh, a part of dad's kitchen cabinet, if you will, in his campaign. And he helped my father become a prosecutor turned from a prosecutor making summations to an electorate. What I mean by that is going out there and speaking for 45 minutes like you would make to a judge, like you'd make to a, jur to a jury, versus political speeches, versus presenting the case. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. Here are the three points that we need to talk about. Crime, the economy, schools. Here's what I'm going to do to make your streets safer. Here's what I'm going to do to take the burden off of your wallet and off of your household income. And here's what I'm going to do to make sure that your kids get the best education as possible. Present that and then guess what? If you want to go into the details of that, that's important. You should go into the details of it, but you need to understand how to present that as quick as possible. Ron DeSantis doesn't get that yet. One day, he may very well get that. He's a smart guy. He may be able to learn that. But in the meantime, now's the time for Ron DeSantis to be able to, to step out and to go and endorse Donald Trump. Um, if he doesn't, right, he's polling at around 5%, 5 to 6% in New Hampshire. He's not polling much better in South Carolina. Uh, I think this campaign continues to tailspin. And frankly, I think he, um, I think his endorsement, let's say becomes irrelevant at that point, but uh, he becomes a real afterthought in a way that, um, you know, he's a bit of an afterthought now at this point, but uh, it still will hold a little bit of weight. And I think it would still be important for the party to see, I think, the two leaders of the America First movement, obviously Donald Trump, and Ron DeSantis, somebody who's done it from a Florida perspective, come together with Ron DeSantis tucking his pride and saying, this is the way forward for the country. I think it shows the country that, hey, look, we can have a tough primary. We can go and battle. It can sometimes even get personal. Trust me, I know there are times where this feels very personal, but 
let's make sure we understand what the real goal is here. And the real goal is not even personal attacks. It's certainly not some of the stuff and some of the toxic stuff that you'll read on social media if you spend a little time on there. Um, the real goal is our U.S. Constitution. The real goal is presenting a future for our country and for our children. If you take a step back and if you think about that, and Ron, as, as the father of three and as a good governor, I think can do that, I think should do that, and if he does do that, now's the time, Ron. Uh, okay, on to the other competitor still in the race, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley finished a disappointing third place in Iowa. There was a lot of talk beforehand that Nikki was surging. Nikki was going to finish a second place there. I actually went on the radio a couple days ago with Curtis, and my prediction was that Nikki was going to finish second. She ended up finishing third, a close third. And even though Donald Trump was going to set a record, I had said that Donald Trump was going to win by 25 points. He won by 30 points. Uh, I said that he was going to uh, get close to 50%. He actually cracked 50%. So I even underestimated slightly how big of a victory this was for Donald Trump. My prediction was the media has already written their headlines. The leftist media is going to go out there and tell you that Nikki Haley has all the momentum going out of Iowa. Well, guess what? It was such a disappointing night for Nikki Haley that they can't even sell those headlines to the American people. They had to actually change those headlines. If you'll look, it's Trump's, Trump's big night. Nikki Haley was disappointed to finish third in Iowa. Um, and now we move on to New Hampshire, where recently President Trump has been polling about 10 to 15 points, depending on what polls you have ahead of Nikki Haley. Uh, this and South Carolina, the next two states, are going to be Nikki Haley's stands, if you will. The Haley campaign believes that if they end up having uh, a good night in New Hampshire, I'm not sure if that means winning or if it means a close second to, to President Trump. I, I, sometimes you don't know what a good night is when you've got these political consultants out there spinning it. I find it to be very simple. The numbers don't lie in this stuff. You win or you lose. So if Nikki Haley somehow ends up winning in New Hampshire, which... I don't think it's going to happen. But if she does, then look, it's a good night for Nikki Haley. Doesn't mean that she's going to become the Republican nominee, but it does mean that this race will probably go on a lot longer. Um, but if she finishes second, and especially if President Trump ends up winning by close to double digits, actually, really, if she finished second, is second at all in any place, uh, then this nomination for, uh, for the Republican nomination for president, for all intents and purposes, uh, is over. I do want to dispel one myth. One of the things that I've been hearing, and by the way, on my phone, almost every day, I've been getting texts from Nikki Haley's campaign about donating here, donating there. Uh, guys, you could take me off the text list. I'm not donating. I'm a Donald Trump supporter. That's as simple as possible. I worked for the guy for four years. So thank you very much for going out there. I know I'm on the Republican list, so that's why I end up getting it. But more than any other candidate, uh, her team has reached out and it was like daily over Christmas. Come on. Inflation. Christmas is, uh, you know, costing everybody a lot of money. Uh, easy on the text there, Nikki. One of the myths that I want to dispel that I've heard written about that I hear the, hear the Haley campaign talk about is that Nikki Haley is a better general election matchup against Joe Biden than Donald J. Trump. That's what they say. Nikki Haley will beat Joe Biden, but Donald Trump will lose to Joe Biden. That comes right out of the Haley campaign. 
Well, that is false. And why do I say that's false? Well, don't take my word for it, my biased word for it. Let's actually go to the numbers, shall we? So in the last, now, the polling numbers are different here because you got to remember, they've been polling Trump versus Biden every single day over the last bunch of months. Uh, so there are only five polls of Nikki against Biden over the last month and a half, whereas there are 21 polls of Trump versus Biden over the last month and a half. Okay, so in those five polls, the last month and a half, again, of Nikki versus Biden, Joe Biden wins four of those five polls, four of the five polls that placed Nikki Haley versus Joe Biden. Joe Biden becomes, stays the 46th president for four more years and Nikki Haley ends up losing. Now with Trump, let's see the difference. Donald J. Trump versus Joe Biden, 21 polls over the last month and a half. Guess what? In 18, yes, 18 of those 21 polls, over 85%, Donald J. Trump is either tied or leading Joe Biden. 85% of the time, Donald Trump becomes the 47th president of the United States. And you got to remember, because of the electoral college right there, it's kind of like the tie goes to the runner. The tie goes to the good guy in this one, which is Donald Trump. So when I hear the media going out there and saying, Oh, but, you know, Nikki Haley, she, she'll do better than Trump will in the general election. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. That's just not backed up by the numbers. That's false. You want to go through some of these polls? Let's go through a couple of these polls individually. So that way you know that I'm not lying to you, right? Okay. Rasmussen poll here that just came out this last week. Has Joe Biden up two points on Nikki Haley, Right. That very same poll came out on January 9th, has Trump eight points against Joe Biden. That's a pretty big difference. You're talking about a 10-point difference between the way that Trump performs against Biden versus the way that Nikki Haley performs against Biden. Again, Trump points. Trump is 10 points better than, Biden, than, uh, than Haley with regards to to Biden. And you could go through these, all of these different polls right here. You've got a U.gov poll that has Haley down five points. You've got a Yahoo poll that has Haley down three points. You've got a Harris poll that has, that has Biden up two points to Nikki Haley. In all these polls, they have Trump up eight, Trump up two, Trump up one, tied, Trump up three, Trump up four. So it's a very clear and very obvious difference between the two of them. Don't listen to the leftist media lies that Nikki Haley performs better than Donald Trump in a general election against Joe Biden. They're lies. That's what they are. The data's right out there. You can go to Real Clear Politics. You can take a look at it. It's right in front of you. And do not let the narrative get in the way of the facts and the data. And again, this is not one or two polls. We're talking about 21 different polls over the last month and a half, and we're going to continue to see that. So Nikki Haley is not a better general election candidate. So I want to be very, very clear about that and how important it is that we dispel that particular myth. Um, New Hampshire, what, about, what do I expect here coming up this week in the New Hampshire primary? Um, I think Haley and I think the 
establishment media is going to throw everything they possibly can at Donald Trump over the next few days. Um, I think the Haley campaign is going to unload in a way that's uh, even more than normal for President Trump. Obviously, he's going through these lawfare investigations by the Biden Justice Department. They continue to go after him. But the Haley campaign realizes that this is their last stand. This is their last opportunity. Um, But she really is a threat to the America First movement, my friends. I've highlighted this before. I've talked about flip-flops, I've talked about her, high, her, her low lights, I've talked about uh, the lies that she tells to Americans. Um, and frankly, I think it's very important that we realize here that the sooner we wrap up this primary, not drag it on for months and months and months, go into April, the more time we'll be able to rally and focus on saving our U.S. Constitution. Focus on the future of our country. Focus on the future of the America First movement. Focus on taking the next steps to regaining our constitutional republic, regaining our democracy, making the Justice Department independent again, going after the bureaucracy. This is all stuff that means nothing. It's a word salad to Nikki Haley. This is stuff that Donald Trump did as president of the United States. I saw, I had the opportunity to participate in his administration. And what I could tell you in looking at a lot of the plans, at a lot of the documents here for January 20th, 2025, we would see an even greater, greater pursuit of the America First movement in four more years of Trump. That wouldn't be the case with Nikki Haley. So again, let's dispel the myth. Nikki Haley, not a better general election candidate to Joe Biden. Donald Trump beats Joe Biden in 18 of the last 21 polls taken. Nikki Haley loses to Joe Biden in four of the last five polls. Very important to point that out. So if anybody ever tells you that, make sure you go and you have the actual data, you have the documents, you have my face. You can actually just Put me right on your phone and say, hey, look, Andrew said that and then back it up with the actual data and the numbers. Because guess what? We believe that the facts actually matter. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for taking some time out here on the Andrew Giuliani show. Again, Iowa is Trump country. Will New Hampshire be Trump country as well? See you next week.